Welcome to another edition of I've Heard That Song Before. Every Sunday morning, we go back to the days of the big bands, the jazz artists, and those wonderful singers who delighted music fans during the years from 1920 to 1960. My name is Stephanie Robinson, and please join me for the next hour for some great music from days gone by. Welcome to I've Heard That Song Before on CHUO. This morning we are going to listen to some lovely recordings of some very nice songs. Well, that's of course what we do every Sunday morning, but today we're going to hear the songs again, not once but twice. I've selected uh, six songs, 
picked record two recordings of each by different artists, and that's what we'll hear this morning. It isn't really a competition to see which ones are better. I can't choose between them myself, and I think each one is terrific in its own right. But it does give us a taste of, well, not just how great these songs were, and they were, but how many different ways there were to perform them and sing them. And, of course, we also get the bonus of all those very talented performers. Well, having said I was going to give you two recordings of each song, actually, I'm going to give you three of the first one. And our first song, as you've just heard, was a Jerome Kern melody with words by Oscar Hammerstein. We didn't hear the words on this particular recording. It's an instrumental, but we will in just a moment. The song is called All the Things You Are, and it was introduced in the stage musical Very Warm for May, which uh, I guess opened in 1939. Well, it's a delightful song. It's been recorded by many, many artists. Of course, Jerome Kern, one of the great songwriters of the 20th century, produced some beautiful melodies. This song in particular is noted, apparently, for its rather complex structure, including some unusual modulations. Now, I'm not sufficiently uh, expert at uh, musical theory to understand quite what that means, but it certainly is a song that's gone through many different interpretations and it's lasted forever. So it sure was a wonderful song. We're going to hear two vocal versions just coming up. And we'll go back to 1939 for our first one. One of my favorite recordings of this song was recorded in that year by Artie Shaw and his new music with a vocal from a young singer just starting out who went on to have a wonderful career, and that is Helen Forrest. Then we will hear a version recorded in 1946 by another lovely voice, Buddy Clark. And he will bring the song to us. So it's actually a recording taken from his um, radio show of the day, which was the Carnation Contented Hour. And of course, he became known as the Contented Crooner. And he certainly had one of the loveliest and most relaxed voices around. He's accompanied by the Percy Faith Orchestra. So two more recordings of all the things you are. First, Artie Shaw and Helen Forrest, and then Buddy Clark with Percy faith.
trembles on the brink of a lovely song. You are the angel glow that lights a star. The dearest things I know are what you Something to make my heart beat the faster What did I long for I really never knew Finding your love I've found my adventure Touching your hand makes my heart beat faster All that I want in all of this world is you Kiss of springtime that makes the lonely winter seem long. You are the breathless hush of evening that trembles on the brink of a lovely song. You are the angel glow that lights a star. The dearest things that I know are what you are. Someday my happy arms will hold you. And someday I'll know that moment divine When all the things you are Oh. Uh... 
back to I've Heard That Song Before on CHUO 89.1 FM. And this morning we're listening to uh, what I call duplicate recordings, though you just heard three recordings of the same song, but it is a, a selection of songs and we hear more than one recording of each, just so we can listen to different artists as they approached the various songs. And of course we get to hear those lovely songs by those wonderful songwriters. And uh, we've just been listening to two more versions of the Jerome Kern, Oscar Hammerstein song, All the Things You Are. One of the great classics, very much a standard of the day. We heard Artie Shore with Helen Forrest from 1939. And then we heard Buddy Clark from 1946 from uh, his Carnation Contented Hour radio show. And he was joined by Percy Faith. Well, we're going to move on now. We're going to listen to um, the work of George and Ira Gershwin. What a gift to the music field were the two Gershwin brothers. George, of course, wrote those just gorgeous melodies. And Ira was one of the great lyricists, very, very amusing, witty lyrics he provided. And he went so well with the uh, George's melodies. Well, we're going to hear a song that they wrote Oh, way back in the 1920s. It was featured in two Broadway shows, Treasure Girl in 1928 and then Strike Up the Band in 1930. Well, we're going to hear two very famous voices bring us this particular number and their take on it. We'll hear first from 1959, Ella Fitzgerald and her version of it, which she recorded for her Gershwin songbook. And then we'll go back to 1947, to a young Mr. Sinatra. Frank was uh, well into his career at this point. He's recording for the Columbia label, working a lot with uh, conductor and arranger Axel Stordal, as he is on this particular recording. And they're also featuring on this recording a very nice uh, trumpet accompaniment by another frequent visitor to the show, Bobby Hackett. Two versions of the Gershwin tune, I've Got a Crush on You. And we'll hear first... Ella Fitzgerald. How glad the many millions of Timothys and Williams would be to capture me. But you had such persistence, you wore down my resistance. I fell, and it was swell. You're my big and brave and handsome Romeo. It's not that you're attractive, but oh, my heart grew active when you came into view. I've got a crush on you, sweet. 
Me. But you had such persistence, you wore down my resistance. I fell, and it was swell. I'm your big and brave and handsome Romeo. How I won you, I shall never, never know. It's not that you're attractive, but oh, my heart grew active when you came into view. I've got a crush on you, sweetie pie, all the day and night time. Hear me sigh. I never had the least notion that I could fall with 
so much emotion. Could you cool? Could you care for a cunning cottage? We could share. The world will pardon my mush, 'cause I have got a crush, my baby. Cunning cottage that we could share. The world will pardon my mush, 'cause I have got a crush, my baby, on you. You're listening to. I've heard that song before on CHUO 89.1 FM. We're coming to you from the University of Ottawa, and this morning, while we're listening to duplicate recordings of songs, I do this from time to time, and I realized uh, recently that I hadn't done it for quite a while. So it's time we had uh, one of these shows, which we are having now, and we just listened to two of the most famous voices of the 20th century. I think I can say that: Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald. And they brought us a lovely Gershwin tune called "I've Got a Crush on You." Ella recorded it with Nelson Riddle in 1959, and we heard Frank Sinatra with Axel Stordal and his orchestra, featuring the trumpet of Bobby Hackett, and that was from 1947. Well, we'll carry on to our next uh, song, next set of songwriters. The song is "Skylark," and it was written by Hoagy Carmichael. Did the melody. And Johnny Mercer provided the words. Well, they were a wonderful songwriting team. They worked together and also apart. And they both had that sort of down-home folksy style, which was so endearing and worked so very well. Hoagie largely concentrated on melody, though he could do lyrics. And uh, Johnny Mercer also wrote a lot of lyrics, but he did occasionally write songs, both the. Melody and the lyrics. However, they got together on this one, and it became a very, very popular tune. And、uh, it's just a lovely song called "Skylark." We're going to hear two more wonderful voices, and we're actually going to hear Helen Forrest again. And、uh, but we'll start with Mel Torme from 1950, and he'll bring us his version of "Skylark." And、uh, you know, one time I read it was a while back, and I don't know where I read it, so I can't vouch for its accuracy. That Mel Torme was when he was asked who his favorite female vocalist was, he said Helen Forrest. Well, I can see why, and we will hear them together, or 
following each other this morning. Helen will be joining us from 1942 with uh, Harry James and his orchestra. She'd started out with Artie Shaw and moved on to Benny Goodman. And then she went to work with Harry James, and that's what we'll hear. And her recordings with Harry James are particularly nice, I think. They just suited each other's styles perfectly. So two recordings of Skylark, written by Hoagy Carmichael and Johnny Mercer. We'll hear first Mel Torme, and then we will hear from Helen Forrest and Harry James. Skylark, have you anything to say to me? Won't you tell me where my love can be? Is there a meadow in the mist where someone's waiting to be kissed? Skylark, have you seen a valley green with spring where my heart can go a journey? Over the meadows and the rain To a blossom-covered lane And in your lonely flight Haven't you heard the music of the night? Wonderful music Strange as a will-o'-the-wisp Crazy as a loon Sad as a gypsy, serenade in the moon Oh, Skylark I don't know if you can find these things But my heart is riding on your wings So if you see them anywhere Won't you lead me there? Skylight I don't know if you can find these things But my heart is riding on your wings So if you see them anywhere Won't you lead me there Skylark Thank you. 
of Skylark lovely song from the pens of Hoagy Carmichael and Johnny Mercer we've just been listening to Helen Forrest with Harry James from 1942 and we started out with Mel Torme in 1950 both uh, two of the great singers of the 20th century I keep saying that today but you know these really are wonderful artists that we're hearing this morning And welcome back to I've Heard That Song Before on CHUO 89.1 FM. My name is Stephanie Robinson. We're coming to you this morning from, as every Sunday morning, from the University of Ottawa. And this morning we're listening to duplicate recordings of songs, jazz and popular standards from days gone by. Two versions of uh, six different songs written by, well, the great songwriters of the 20th century. And our next song, we're going to go back to the pens of the Gershwin boys, George and Ira. The song is called The Man I Love. It was written uh, actually quite early on, I believe in the 1920s. And I gather that it was uh, actually included in the, um, I guess you'd have to say the tryout editions of uh, several musicals. But for some unknown reason, it didn't make it into the final score. So it's not really associated with a long-running musical over time. But it went on to become a big hit and uh, uh, popular and jazz standard. And we'll hear examples of that this morning. We'll go to a small group led by clarinetist Edmund Hall for our first version. Edmund Hall Sextet from 1943. Edmund Hall, of course, clarinet, one of the great ones. Emmett Berry on trumpet. Vic Dickinson on trombone. Eddie Haywood on piano, Al Casey, guitar, Billy Taylor on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums. 
They'll bring us an instrumental version of The Man I Love. And then we'll go to 1941 to a lovely voice from a wonderful performer, Lena Horne. She had a long and brilliant career. And she could do jazz and popular standards with equal virtuosity. We'll hear her version of The Man I Love. And she's joined by an orchestra conducted by Lou Bring from 1941. We'll start with Edmund Hall and his sextet, and then Lena Horne, The Man I Love. Thank you. 
my way I'll do my best to make him stay He'll look at me and smile I'll understand And in a little while He'll take my hand And though it seems absurd I know we both won't say a word Maybe I shall meet him Sunday Maybe Monday Maybe not Still I'm sure to meet him just listen to another George and Ira Gershwin piece. It's our second one today. The Man I Love. We heard an instrumental version from the Edmund Hall Sextet, recorded in 1943, actually for the uh, Commodore label. And they just heard Lena Horn with that gorgeous voice from 1941, her version of the Gershwin tune, The Man I Love. Want to hear the latest in jazz? Or maybe some of the greats from the past? Tune in to In Transition with Randy McElligot every Sunday between noon and 2 p.m. on CHUOFM 89.1 coming to you from the University of Ottawa. And you're listening to I've Heard That Song Before on CHUO 89.1 FM. We're coming to you from the University of Ottawa. And this morning, while we're listening to duplicate recordings of songs, well, we're going to move on to uh, another very famous songwriter who actually wrote melodies and lyrics both, and that is Irving Berlin. 
He may well have been the most prolific of all the major songwriters. He certainly churned out the songs, and I say churned in the best possible sense because they were all wonderful, and uh, went on for years. And he wrote for musicals, uh, Broadway, he wrote for films particularly, and there were lots that just were released as tunes. And we are going to hear um, one taken from a musical just coming up. I think you might have heard of this one before. It's called Blue Skies. And it was featured in the stage musical Betsy. Uh, That was uh, opened in 1926. And we're going to hear two versions this morning. A very early version and then one from the 1940s. So you can see how the styles changed. Uh, The one from 1927 is uh, brought to us by George Olson and his music. And this was recorded around about the time that the musical was uh, opening. I don't think it was the first recording made of it, but it was one of the first. The vocals on this one are provided by Fran Fay, Bob Borger, and Bob Rice. It's a very typical example of uh, the orchestras and uh, of the day, the singers of the day, and the way in which the music was showcased in the musicals on Broadway. Then we'll go forward to 1943, and again, the Commodore label to a very, very accomplished and delightful pianist, Mel Powell. He'd actually worked with the Benny Goodman Orchestra and by way of sort of took over from uh, Teddy Wilson and Jess Stacy. And his style is quite reminiscent of Teddy's style. Mel was actually a classically trained pianist and he loved jazz and played for a while in the jazz field and then ultimately went back into the classical field. Well, we'll hear him on piano with Billy Butterfield again on trumpet, Benny Goodman on clarinet, Lou McGarity on trombone, George Berg on saxophone, Al Morgan bass, and Kansas Fields on drums. Two versions of the Irving Berlin classic Blue Skies, George Olson and his music, and then Mel Powell and his orchestra. Thank you. 
Mel Powell and his orchestra with Blue Skies from the pen of Irving Berlin. Isn't he a wonderful pianist and uh, some marvelous uh, accompaniment on that one from Billy Butterfield, Benny Goodman and his friends from 1943. We started out with a period piece, George Olson and his music from 1927, uh, around the time that the uh, song was released for uh, the stage musical Betsy, as I said, written by Irving Berlin. Well, we've got two more songs for you this morning on our Duplicates show, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Thanks very much for joining me today, and uh, do please stay with us. Randy's coming along with his show in just a moment. Two hours of great jazz coming up, and I hope you join me again next week on another edition of I've Heard That Song Before. Well, we have uh, two more versions of a single song for you, and it's called You Took Advantage of Me. It's a Rogers and Hart number, featured in the stage musical Present Arms in 1928. We'll hear first Bud Freeman's All-Star Orchestra with Wild Bill Davidson on cornet, Peanuts Hucko on clarinet, Bud on tenor sax, and uh, Joe Sullivan piano, Carmen Mastron guitar, Sid Weiss bass, and George Wetling on drums. And we will also hear from June Christie, lovely jazz singer from 1956. Here's You Took Advantage of Me.
got a story to tell you. It's true. It's true. Oh, I'm a sentimental sap. That's all. What's the use of trying not to fall? Advantage of me. I'm just like. 